consulting is a $30 million career opportunity. So don't miss out on your chance of getting in there. Most of you are great and amazing. You just lack the tools and the tactics how to make your light shine bright enough to be hired. I am one of the few people in this world who got hired twice by McKinsey. So I really know how to present myself. Come join this podcast. I'm going to share with you what I've learned in 10 years at McKinsey and 10 years as a CEO and entrepreneur. All my life experience and my learnings go in here. And once you've listened enough, join our Facebook group, where actually a very cool bunch of people are putting the learnings into practice as they make their way towards their offer from a top global consulting firm. Hey, you great and amazing people who want to have a $30 million career. Today, we're going to talk about being coachable. And But before that, thank you very much for the feedback on the survey that we did in the group. That is extremely helpful and is guiding me as to what I should cover. So those of you which is the far majority who have not yet filled out, fill out the survey. The more you ask, the more you get. And filling out a survey like this is also a form of giving back. Yeah? It's called participation. It's just not a one-sided thing. Participate in this and be great and be amazing by filling out this survey. <laughs> okay, feedback. No, not feedback, coaching. Being coachable. There was a great question in this. What is the relationship between being coachable and and sticking to your own ideas? Um, even that question shows that you're on the wrong track. Oh, being coachable means that you take whatever the coach, the trainer, the the the, the podcaster says, and you implement it without questioning it and you implement it a hundred percent and you implement it exactly that way and afterwards you can compare it to what you thought was right or you contrast it or you have a discussion but i see i see some of you they deliver, I teach all these things here about how to write a CV. I do video CV reviews. I give you templates. I explain it exactly. It should look like this. Do it like that. And then you're sending me these CVs that are something completely different. Why? Because you thought that's the way you do it, the way you wanted to do it. Okay, this is not being coachable. This is just dumb. It is, you know, when I teach you, you should, in the in work experience, you should have sort of the three most important things you've ever done and, and craft a story. And then you send me a CV where you've got 10 pieces of work experience of very varying importance and each one has just one bullet point. That's not being coachable. That is that is just that is just a waste of time for me. Because I don't want an uphill battle of explaining to you 
why the stuff um, I teach you works. And being coachable means that I don't have to explain myself. You are free not to listen to me. Yeah, You are free to do anything. But then don't ask me my opinion and don't ask for my teachings. Yeah, Take them, implement them, and then see what you learned. What is the different result you get? It's like when I'm skiing, when I, when I got a ski coach. And he says, you know, you got to lower in the left turn. You got to lower your hand 20 centimeters. I don't start arguing with that guy and say, why? But I, I keep my hand up here. I've always skied with my hand up here. Yeah, but your left turn is crap. Lower it. Just do it. Because afterwards, I'm like, oh, man, this works so much better. I'll, in the future, I'm going to do it this way. So it is about taking the advice and implementing it 110%. And then comparing it to what you used to do. And, and also, and of course, being coachable means, I mean, actually first listening to my teachings. It, it sucks when I, when I get CVs and you've obviously not listened to what I said. You, you just, I know you want bespoke advice. I mean, there is so much ground to cover from some of the CVs that I get to where we can actually have a discussion on the fine points of shaping your story. There's so much basic ground that can easily be understood by listening to the podcast or watching the videos in the group. That is just, that is also not being coachable. Being coachable means putting in the work. Yeah? The athlete has to do the work themselves. The coach can't practice for them. The coach can only do it for them. So think twice before you take anybody's advice or, or, or take anybody's coaching. Be super critical. Just triple check if that person has actually had the results that you desire. If that person really knows what they're talking about. If there is proof. But then once you decide to listen to somebody, just go for it. It is, it is really about changing your own perception of reality, of, of what, what constitutes good and what constitutes amazing. And, and, it, and it's, about, it's about, for a moment, putting your own opinion onto the back burner and, and your own concepts and your own, but I've always done it this way and it's, it's about doing it, just doing it. That's being coachable. That's, and I see some of you being amazingly coachable. And, and the CEO of my company, he, who, who once started as an intern in my company, he was, is the most coachable person. It is, he calls me and he says, look, I've got this situation here. What should I do? And then we discuss it and I coach him and he just boom implements. It's it's we had we had this huge project coming up and I told him, look, you have to become the new best friend of the CEO of the other company. You gonna 
you're gonna be his new best friend. And and he's um he's not the kind of uh, the CEO of my company. He's, he's not the kind of guy who's so super outgoing. But he would just say, okay. He said, I'm gonna do. I have to do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna call this guy every three or four days, see how he's doing, be his new best friend. And it worked out amazingly well. And he didn't come back and say, well, I'm not that good at this. Uh, I don't know what to do there. It's just, boom, doing it. <laughs> That's being coachable. Good. From the feedback, from the survey, going back to the survey, you have all requested more case interview training. So... The podcast will now go into the direction of case interviews. And we're going to work for the next few episodes. We're going to work on um, sort of the acting performance. Um, those of you who are new to the podcast, we have spent a lot of time on the mindset going into the um into the case interview, actually catch up on that content, uh, listen to all of that. Now, next, we're going to go into the acting skills. Yeah, What is the act you are supposed to deliver? We're going to be really practical about that. And that is the last part of the journey. We're going to go more into the content of case interviews. But those of you who know me a little bit already, do see that my the priority number one is mindset, priority number two is acting, and actually the content, yes, you should know a few things, but it's all worth nothing, nothing. If you don't get the mindset and the acting right, if you don't if you don't know the role you sh you are supposed to play. Good. Now, you know what you're supposed to do. You are supposed to be great and amazing. Sometimes you just need a little coaching <laughs> to be even more great and amazing. Wait, I have some more thoughts on being coachable. Why? Being coachable is actually a skill. It's a skill that you need to develop. And why is being coachable so hard? Because being coachable often feels like failing and being criticized and it and being attacked the skill you have to develop in being coachable is the ability not to go into fight or flight mode when you are being coached i personally have failed massively at being coachable i'm talking out of experience here in my days as a consultant i I suffered from bad imposter syndrome. That's the syndrome when you think you don't even belong here and you will be discovered soon. <laughs> and so I had a hard time listening to the advice of more senior guys because I thought anybody who gives me advice is actually at the same time discovering that I am not good enough. And it took me a long while to develop the skill of being coachable, to actually feel good and truly grateful when somebody comes up to you and tells you to do things differently. It is 
very easy for us that especially when you're somebody like me who who suffers from insecurity and at times suffers from a lack of of self-esteem is that you cannot take the coaching it always sounds very good and easy to say, oh, coachable, of course I'm coachable. If somebody wants to teach me something, of course I will be coachable. But mo- very often, it doesn't feel like it. Your stem brain, the oldest part of the brain, goes into weird loops of, of the, the fear of death creeps up on you. The, the, the fear of being rejected from the group of 35 that meant survival or death in, in Stone Age. Um, it meant if you're expelled from the group, you will die latest next winter. And so we have these very strong feelings inside of ourselves that we can't control or we can control them, but but sometimes we don't know that these are in action. And you feel like, oh my God, if, if this person um, now discovers that I am actually not good enough or that I'm not qualified for this here, then then they will they will kick me out. Uh, and then you go into a, a fight or flight mode. You either get defensive or you negate the, the coaching or, or you're not listening. Or and then you're not implementing because you think like, oh if, if I'm implementing this, I am admitting that I did it wrong so far. So be wary of that. If you don't just say, oh, I'm sure a coachable person, just but rather really see what's happening to you when somebody actually points out um, that you are not doing something well. Or if, if, if a colleague comes up to you and gives you feedback on a poor performance. Being coachable means when somebody tells you you fucked this up or I hate your guts <laughs> or you are a poor performer to actually say, thank you. Um, tell me more. What can I learn here? How would you want this? Would you see this differently? What did you observe? How exactly should I do this? I know this. That's, that's being coachable. It's not that kind of being coachable is not hiring a coach for 300 bucks an hour and then sitting there and that coach is really nice to you because he's a paid coach and he does it correctly. Yeah. Being coachable means when you, when you fucked something up and, and your boss is mad at you and then, then being coachable and then listening and taking, taking the advice and saying, okay, thank you. Thanks. Good. Tell me more. How exactly should I do it? And then boom, implementing it without feeling bad about it. Yeah. Just wanted to add this because it came up after the first part on coaching and being coachable. So next time you feel like somebody is, is, is giving you unwarranted feedback or you feel like being defensive, um, think back to this podcast and say, no, I want to be coachable. I want to ask for more. How exactly should I do this? And then boom, implement. Ah, let me not forget. Join the Facebook group. It's the same name as this podcast. You'll easily find it. And for those who are listening to this and they're already in the group, post 
videos of yourself where you answer this question so that everybody can give feedback and we can have a great discussion. So as promised, we're going to work on the case interview. And preparation for the case interview is three parts. One is mindset, second is acting skills, and the third part is content. Most education out there is wrong as it disregards the first two aspects and totally overweights the third part, which is the content. But the content really isn't that hard. What are you supposed to remember? Exactly. It is easy. The case interview is designed to be easy. So if you fail, you mostly fail because your acting skills are not up to scratch and the consulting firms want to be really polite and not say, dude, you sort of acted weird, but they say, I don't know, your structuring was not that great. Uh, it's much easier to say than, uh, dude, you just acted weird. <laughs> okay. And the... Now let's talk about a bit about about the acting and and how you should how you should look at this whole thing. Let me do a little excursion here. There is a great scene in a Monty Python movie. If you don't know what Monty Python is, it's a British comedy troupe that did fantastic movies um, in the seventies and eighties. And there's this. Uh, they they also they made a movie about King Arthur and and the quest for the Holy Grail. And as King Arthur and, and his knights are on the quest for the Holy Grail, they come to the Bridge of Death. And that, that Bridge of Death very much reminds me of the case interview. And at the Bridge of Death, there's a guard, and the guard asks you a question. And if you, if you answer it wrongly, you die. You, know, you, you sort of, some force throws you into that canyon and you die screaming. <laughs> And, and and as the knights approach this, that they go there. Um, he he asks, <laughs> this is a long sequence. I'll, I'll cut it short. He asks one guy, um, so what is the average air velocity of a heavily loaded carrier pigeon? <laughs> the knight looks at him and he says, "What?" And uh, he dies. <laughs> he, he dies immediately. And then the next night goes that, and he again asks, "So, what's the what's this average air velocity of a uh, heavily loaded carrier pigeon?" And the knight looks at the guard and says, "African pigeon or European pigeon?" <laughs> and, and the guard is like, "Well, I don't know." Ah! And then the guard dies. <laughs> and and he, he can pass. Now, what do we learn from this? It is, um, you should, you can do so much around the case interview or guesstimates that makes sure you win this um, and so, so many risk mitigation strategies that you should play these. Um, and it's always worth, you always look good if you frame your answer first. You know, sort of, if you set the frame, if you build the, 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 the frame for how to answer this and then you answer it, it's much easier than sort of uh, trying to f answer in a frame that you have, that you don't even know about. Uh, you, you try to answer it in the frame of the interviewer, but you don't know what his frame is. So what does it mean framing? 
it's let's say the, the, the case interview question is how many trees, how many leaves are there on the tree? Then the thing you should do is to have a discussion around this and say, okay, well, first of all, what sort of tree and what size and what's the purpose we're looking for here? What's the, what's the kind of answer we're looking for? Uh, and then um, if, if it's, if, I don't know, if it's in order to calculate how many trucks you need to clear a park in, in fall, um, and you say, okay, well, it's, we, we, want, we want average size trees and we want this and we want that. Um, and you set the frame for how you answer this. Or you determine uh, it, it should only be very small trees. Or you surprise the interviewer by talking about bonsai trees and then saying, oh, let's take one of these really, really small ones. Then I can tell you, I guess it's about 300 to 1,000. That's already an answer. And that's, that, is, that is the sort of thinking people are looking for. It's not that you should, you should be perfect in in answering uh, a guesstimate, but you should rather be able to um, know how to handle yourself in a situation where you need to come up with a number. So first acting sequence for today is first part of your role, first sort of first act, first the, the, the curtain opens, um, aspiring consultant enters the stage and actually frames the whole thing you set the frame on how you're going to answer this a very nice one is also to say um that's a very interesting question um i think i want to do two or three approaches to this so just that we make sure we're in the right ballpark consultants love this consultants love to triangulate and and be ballpark right and it's a much better answer to say, okay, let's let's look at this in, in different angles. I just recently heard the question, how many cows are there in this world? Then it's you already look incredibly smart if you say, well, we could look at this from different angles. We could we could sort of calculate from backwards from human consumption, um, or we could calculate forwards from from a uh, number of farms there are, or we could we could calculate forward from, I don't know, even, even GDP and, and think about what is, what is food consumption, what is meat consumption, how does this break down, and just to see that we get, that we get this ballpark right and triangulate it in, in two different ways. Um, and then you go about the first way. And this gives you a lot of risk mitigation because if your first one is completely off, you can always say, yeah, true, this, this approach might not have yielded the perfect number, but I also want to look at it this way um, to see how I can educate my mind that way. And, and this way we'll, we'll sure look, come up with a number that is, that is, that is workable with. And, the guesstimates are always, you're supposed to get it right by sort of, um, by a factor of 10. Uh, if, if a market is a billion, 
and you come up with two billion, that is fine. If you if you come up with a hundred million, no, that's not fine. If you come up with ten billion, no, that's not fine. So it it has to be. Uh, you got to get into the right range, but it's really not about coming up with the perfect number that day, but it's, you have to show that you can sort of do this triangulating of numbers. So the two things are that you need to practice acting in your next uh, case interview practices is first uh, that you that you know how to play the role of the framer. Yeah? Um, you set the boundaries, you, you set the, how the number has to be understood and, and you even say how precisely you're gonna come up with this. Yeah? It is, it's really, you look really smart when you say, oh, well, Let's let me. I'll, I'll first try to come up with a number that is that is sort of probably correct by by the billions or by the tens of billions, and and then we we'll see if that's enough for today or if we if we want to dig a little deeper. Oh man, this already looks. You already passed if you say that. <laughs> you already look good. Uh, so first acting is the framer. And, and, and the, the second act, curtain opens again, aspiring consultant enters the stage. Uh, the triangulator, you, know, you play the triangulator. You say, I want to look at this at, at, at two or three different angles, uh, just to make sure that we're going to hit it, hit it right. Or I'll, 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 I want to do this in, in this first approach here, and then also look at it in, in, in this approach and that approach. Um, good, that's the two acting class for today. Now be great and be amazing. Because I know you are. Sometimes you just lack the script you want to act out. Or nobody told you that this is the script you should play. You came onto stage and somebody had given you the wrong script. Now here's the right script. Now act out this script. Be great, be amazing, because I know you are.